If you enjoy podcasts like this, you should check out our other shows on Health Podcast Network. For example, Women Physicians Lead, hosted by Dr. Lisa Herbert, helps women physicians move from surviving to thriving in their personal and professional lives. Dr. Lisa shares leadership tips, burnout support, stress management strategies, and inspiration from women physicians who've made remarkable transitions into leadership roles. There's a fantastic episode that you should check out called Taking Care of Yourself During the Journey, about how women physicians can care for themselves while on their leadership journeys. Check out Women Physicians Lead on your favorite podcast platform or visit healthpodcastnetwork.com. Hey, 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 it's Dr. Erica here. Welcome to this episode of Better with Dr. Erica. Let me let you in on a secret. This is the first podcast episode that I found myself tearing up during the taping, so it's definitely something special. This episode features Alana Matthews, who is not only my Spelman sister and my line sister, but she's also a brilliant attorney that is the first black woman running for district attorney in Sacramento. We discuss doing it all, giving yourself grace, asking for help, watching kids turn into adults, encouraging mental health in young adults and children, looking for the root cause behind crime, and seeing marginalized populations struggle and doing something about it. So you're not going to want to miss a single minute of this episode because there is something in it for everybody as we discuss family, making a difference, and changing frustration with injustice and the system in action. Let's go ahead and get to the show. Better with Dr. Erica. Welcome to Better with Dr. Erica. I am your host, Dr. Erica, Harvard trained, double board certified psychiatrist and integrative lifestyle coach. I'm bringing my 20 years, well, actually, it's over 20 years of experience to this podcast to help you be better, do better, and live better. And oh my gosh, I'm so excited about my guest today. And the interesting thing is I want to say something other than, oh my gosh, but oh my gosh is what is PG or clean. Cause you know, in the podcast world, you're either clean or you're explicit. Well, I am clean. Um, plus, you know, we have to keep my guest's reputation totally above board. So I can't be using expletives just because I'm so excited to see her because I can't tarnish her brand due to my excitement. That would not be fly at all. So let me go ahead and get to it. My guest today is Alana Matthews, and her name actually does not say it all because she literally, I know I keep saying people do all of the things. I really mean it today. She does all of the things. So she's an attorney, but she's not your everyday attorney. She's not just a regular attorney. The first thing is she has managed to raise three wonderful children. And as we all know, raising kids can be a full-time job. Just one. She had three. So she did that while not only becoming and having a career as an attorney, but she has found this wonderful way 
of combining the law and service together and advocating for so many people who I know their life is so much better because she was there. She can say it better than me, and I don't want to use the entire podcast of me reading her bio and all of that, but all I want to say is she's literally done everything, and I'm going to let her tell you more about it, but she's done everything from be a deputy district attorney to working in so many different offices, working with the Floor and Law Academy. She's just worked with so many people and also founded the Community Justice Collaborative to empower and educate underserved communities throughout Sacramento. So it's just amazing. I don't know how she finds a way to do all of this, but can you do me a favor? Because I know I couldn't do everything you have done justice. Can you tell the people a little bit more about yourself? Thank you. I am so honored to be here. Um, So much love and respect and admiration for all the great work that you do. And um, it has helped me live a better life. I'm Alana Matthews. I'm an impact attorney, executive leader, and public policy expert. I started my career, as you mentioned, as a deputy district attorney in Sacramento County. I spent almost 10 years in that office, working my way up from just a little intern to misdemeanor jury trials, domestic violence, uh, juvenile hall, general crimes, uh, felonies, and then um, prison crimes. Also worked um, to supervise uh, some of our newer, younger attorneys and interns and worked with collaborative courts. Um, Then I was recruited to start the enforcement unit of an agency called the California Energy Commission. Did a great job. So got an appointment to be the public attorney by our governor, then Governor Jerry Brown, And after serving two terms in his administration, I was then um, appointed by the Speaker of the um, State Assembly to chair, not chair, gosh, (laughs) let me get that corrected, to be the chief consultant for the Joint Legislative Committee on Climate Change. So basically, I just had a career in um, protecting victims or either vulnerable communities when it comes to impacts of environmental Um, hazards, pollutants, or climate change, and um, have always been very active. I think, you know, many of us, I grew up that way, my parents taught me, but certainly that was reinforced by Spelman College. Um, Choice to change the world, you always help out where you are, how you are, you know, to do whatever it's needed to do. Um, And y'all out there, this is why I don't read bios, Because if I read her bio, it would not come out as fantastic as when she tells you about herself. So it's not that I don't actually read bios. I just realized I can't do them justice. I'm not going to dull your shine because I tried to read your bio out loud. Oh, thanks, sis. I mean, even though I have a lot of education and I can read aloud, and I did watch Sesame Street, you know, I do what I can. (laughs) So... um, I do a little thing at the beginning to help people get to know you just a little bit more before we're going to get into a lot of the really good stuff. So I'm going to ask a couple of this or that questions. Are you ready? Sure. Let's go. I'm so interested to see what you say. Burgers or kale? Um, plant-based burgers. See, that's what I love. People can always, you, you, you can make it what you need. Um, I, I still haven't really had a plant-based burger yet. I will confess that to my audience, but I have a legume allergy, so I'm always afraid they're going to stick something in a plant-based burger that's going to kill me. Oh, well, we, you know, you come out here to California, I'll take you to lots of places that it's, it's all kind of plant-based burgers. 
And okay. they're good. Deal. <laughs> Deal. The next is beach or mountains. And I'm interested because you're a California person. You can do either. Oh, mountains. I love a good hike, a good climb and getting to the top of a summit. Yeah. That's me. I love it. I totally love it. Running or biking? Running. Yes. You don't see the results. (laughs) That's the only reason why. I hate running, but I love the results that I see after running. I'm so not mad at you. I wish I could love running. I, I, I always remember how jealous I was of everyone when Black Girls Run became really big because it seemed like it was such a community and everybody was so excited all the time. And I still couldn't make myself love running enough to run. Well, full disclosure, you know, I, I say I'm liking running and I run, but it's it's more of a trot. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of at that age where it's just a fancy trot. <laughs> Girl, we... We're in our 20s mm-hmm, times with lots of anniversaries. <laughs> yes. Uh, it sounded good when it came out, but I know if anyone looks at any of our bios, they know when we, a vicinity of when we finished exactly. school and yeah. that kind of throws that off. Uh, the next thing is laundry or dishes. Hmm, neither. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't be mad at that. I can't be mad at that at okay. all. Okay, laundry. Um because you know, I can I can use paper plates or something to get around the dishes, but you got you got to have clean clothes. So I, I will do laundry. Well, I mean, you can always abstain. It's okay if you're like neither, and I'll just have someone else do it. <laughs> yes, that's my. Problem. I mean, hey, you had at one point you had three kids in the house. You and that's what that's the thing. They're gone, right? So I don't have I don't have my free labor sort. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the the last one is Mac or PC. What team are you on? Oh, Team Mac. Team Mac. Oh, can I say how much I love you? Oh. And I love you for so many reasons. <laughs> You're phenomenal. You're my Spellman sister. You're my line sister. And you love Mac. Yes, I'm your Mac sister. Yes, yes. There's I, no I am, I am so full. I can barely <laughs> hold it in. If you all could see me, I'm actually holding myself because I'm just holding it all of the excitement, but we're going to go ahead and hop into the show. So you mentioned something that your mom said. What what were you going to say about that? You know, the best advice my mom ever gave me was, if you're not a part of the solution, you're part of the problem. And a lot of times we, you know, watch the news, we read the paper, we're talking to somebody and we're talking about the problem, but it's not enough to do Mm -hmm. that. And so my mom telling me that, that was her way of saying, don't sit on the sidelines. Don't just talk about it, be about it. And so um, when I do have those conversations, I do a little self-reflection and said, okay, what am I doing? Um, Is it helping or hurting the situation? And so am I a part of the solution or am I a part of the problem? That's excellent. And the interesting thing is when you were talking about everything you've done and when I was reading your bio, um, all of you out there know that have been listening know that recently I went on vacation home. And while I was home, my mother has a thing for all of these, all of these shows like Chicago PD and Law and Order, especially SVU. And when you talk about everything you've done, I'm like, it's like your career is an episode of like an <laughs> Are seasons of law and order. Like you sh- you could have been on the show. Like you did all of that stuff. I, I do feel that way. <laughs> you're like, sometimes you're like, I can't make this up. This really did happen. I know. And and in in this world, I know there's always this this desire, and you spoke of this desire to really be part of the solution. 
And I know being part of the solution is something that takes mental and emotional energy and time. And I know that rolls so well into the experience at Spellman and how one of the highest values we were taught um, was a value of service, which sounds like aligned very well with your mom's values. How do you find ways to have the capacity to do this type of work, to have this level of service and be this agent of change and, and still be mentally and emotionally healthy and be able to maintain relationships? Yeah, well, I think first, I, I just start off from a place of grace, you know, and understanding that I cannot do everything that I want to do. And it's not my responsibility to do everything that needs to be done. And so, you know, as a mom um, and a single mom for, you know, most of the time I raised mm -hmm. my children, um, I, I had to realize that when it's all on me to, you know, get them up and, and do breakfast and go over homework and pack lunches and do soccer practice and piano lessons and gymnastics and everything, you know, it is really exhausting and still try to show up at work hundred percent mm -hmm. and give it all you can um, and be present for other activities like, you know, your spiritual well-being, going to church, um, being active in the community. You just um, cannot do it all at the same time. Mm -hmm. So prioritizing has been one place to help me, you know, figure out how to best use my time and be able to show up effectively in the spaces that I uh, choose to be in. And then um, understanding, you know, you um, may make mistakes or you may not be able to, you know, um, make an event or, you know, you just need you just need to listen to your body. Um, or there have been times when my children, you know, I mean, when I was raising them, um, they're all grown now. But there's times when they really needed me to be present. Um, and they certainly had their, <laughs> they certainly had all their nights where I was dragging them to meetings. I was president of the African-American Bar Association. So they would always be at meetings and events with me. And then sometimes they just, you know, say, you know, we don't, we don't want to go. My children are very much outdoors. Um, they went to Waldorf school. So they're very mm -hmm. much outdoorsy. We've done orienteering and, and hiking and camping. And so for them, they just want to be in nature and be quiet and, I wasn't great raised that way. I'm from Gary, Indiana, very <laughs> urban. Um, so it took some time for me to adjust and say, okay, you know, yeah, we'll we'll go camping. Um, all right, I'm gonna get over the bugs or whatever I was afraid of and just say, okay, well, let's just make this happen and and be open to new experiences. And so it's it's a fine balance, but starting from a place of grace. Um, we hear a lot of people talk to us about not having to be the strong black woman. Um, and outside of just the professional or community things, just the personal things that you go through, right? Um, so going through a divorce, um, having to have the grace to say, you know, I'm mad right now. <laughs> I'm not going to act like what's mm -hmm. happening is not right. It's wrong and it shouldn't be happening, you know, and to give yourself grace to say, I can't do it all. And I'm not trying to, you know, do it all. Um, give yourself grace to ask for help. Um, and for me, I, I didn't have a lot of people that I could ask for help, but mm -hmm. I needed to. So you just don't beat yourself up for that. 
lean into it and learn and grow from it. And, and now it's, I think, put me in a position to help other people um, realize that. And that's probably the most rewarding um, experience of, of having to balance and juggle all those things because you can see someone else and say, let me save you the trouble. Indeed. Um, you literally, as the young people say, that was a word. Um, I've, I have admitted and have accepted the fact that certain vernacular does not sound that cool coming out of my mouth. It sounds so every, cool, girl. It sounds cool. Every once in a while, I try it. Um, but you, I want to unpack a little bit about what you were talking about because um, with people that have been listening for me for a while, I talk about the better seven. That These are seven areas that are critical to put you back in your life. And out of what you said, there are a couple that were really highlighted because when it comes to giving ourselves grace, that that has a lot to do with self-talk. And then when you talked about asking for help, that talks a lot about support and how important it is to engage support. And I think one of the lessons a lot of us have learned, even during this pandemic, has been to be more intentional about obtaining support. And when we ask for support, being very specific about what we need. Right. Because that's been one of one of my biggest lessons is that people aren't mind re- people aren't mind readers. Correct. They don't always know. And the average person isn't really at their best after being in a pandemic for what feels like forever, forever, ever, forever, ever. And that it's important to be able to ask specifically for what you need or or what you want. And that is even as simple as, you know, there was one day I called um, my best friend, you actually know, Joy Stevens, I called Joy and I was like, are you free? I just need to be in a space with someone that loves me. And she knew oh, when, yes. when, I, when I said it, but I was like, I need to say exactly what I need. And I think that's huge. Oh my God, this is a great conversation. So don't go anywhere. We will be right back with more conversation from my amazing guest and yours truly on Better with Dr. Erica. Better with Dr. Erica. It's time for the better tip of the week. Do you remember the better seven? Those seven areas of your life that are critical for you to live better? We're going to talk about one of them today. And the one we're gonna talk about is structure. Do you ever find yourself getting anxious because you have a million things to do or are anticipating the next thing on your schedule? This tip is one I'm working on for myself. Work on taking steps to remove the urgency and also just feeling overscheduled, especially when you feel like you don't have time to breathe or eat. So here goes, build in transition time to your schedule along with travel time, time for meals and quick breaks into your schedule. This is key, especially in the wonderful world of Zoom. You may not be driving anywhere, but you need to give time to gather your thoughts, stretch, etc. Now back to the show. Better with Dr. Erica. But another thing that you talked about, I want to touch on a little bit, um, because one thing that is huge, and I know it happened in our lives and it happens for a lot of young people, is there's this osmosis of when they see adults and kind of soaking in lessons just from kind of being in the environment. What are some of the lessons or things that you feel like from a lot of your career of service, um, hard work? balancing family, what are some of the things you feel like have kind of rubbed off or influenced your children? You know, it's really weird because now my kids are 22, 24, and my oldest um, is going to be 26 this year. I'm not ready. And look, 
I wasn't ready. Like they're 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 little people. Like there are adults now. They all have their own places and own cars. And I'm seeing them turn into, especially my daughter. She's not gonna like it. She's a mini me. She's a mini me. And so sometimes they'll call me and they will just have gotten off the phone with the customer service rep and they're like, Mom. I have turned into you. I have turned into you. Like I have put them through a seven point interrogation about this level of stuff. I'm like, okay. But um, what I can say is, you know, in our, in our family, when we experienced, you know, the divorce, that was probably one of the most traumatic experiences. Um, we were very open with mental health and sharing our families. And so as a parent of a college student, college age students, you know, everybody in that 20 something phase, they deal a lot with mental health issues. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I am so proud of, and I can say is that my children have embraced that and they've learned from that um, because they've just been able to give themselves grace. So whether it's, um, you know, my daughter, dealing with body positivity, you know, she's usually the one, you know, like talking to her friends and she really has this great mindset about being healthy and not necessarily, you know, being skinny. And then mm -hmm. my son, he's an artist. My youngest um, son is an artist. And so, you know, he thinks in the abstract and he told me the other day, he said, I realize I am a visual part of the reason why I'm an artist is because I can express myself visually. And I realize when I'm talking to people, I'm trying to create a picture because I want them to see what I see. And that is too much information. Like sometimes we just <laughs> want to know like the facts. And, and I'm like, oh my God, why, why are you sitting reflecting and peeling all of that apart? And um, I, think, I think that has stemmed from me, um, you know, embracing them, kind of sharing their feelings, me helping them to be open about that, to sharing and getting resources because I'm mom and, you know, sometimes I might be saying the right, the right thing, but you can't hear from me. So, you know, they've gone to see, you know, therapists or counselors. And so now they are equipped with the skills to kind of do that self-reflection and just evolving um, with their mental health and their mental stability. And that puts them in a place where they can do a lot more service to others. And I, I'm just so proud mm -hmm. when I see them um, with that level of commitment. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm a little sensitive sometimes, so I'm trying not to have my eyes start sweating. <laughs> Because I'm sitting here like, I love my mom, but if I had to choose an extra one, I'm like, can I be one of Alana's kids? Oh, <laughs> you know, yeah, it's, 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 it's really wonderful to see. I mean, I think that's the best thing you can do as a, uh, see as a parent is seeing your child. Um, and, and for me to find myself in a situation where I feel like the rug was pulled out from under me um, and I'm in a different state, I, I did have mm -hmm. family around. Um, no one really to fall back on. Um, certainly I could have went back home to Gary, but I, I, my children had a life out here. And so I, I'm trying to make, not to make that face. Cause I, I'm, I'm from St. Louis. I love St. Louis, but. Right. Right. Yes. But you know, we, we have a calling to help in other, other places. And I feel like if I left this earth today, my children would be able to make it. That's probably the number one thing I've wanted to do 
is is get them to a level of self-sufficiency. And that doesn't mean you do it all. It just means that you do what you can and you know how to find resources to do the rest. I'm so touched. I'm almost speechless. But since I'm on a podcast, I can't sit here <laughs> and aimlessly look into my computer and be like, oh. Um, but that that is just so, so incredibly moving. And I, I know you mentioned earlier, you know, you've worked with a lot of communities that were marginalized and, and people that have been mistreated. What do you think has inspired you to advocate so strongly for all of these people that at times seem to have no voice? It stems from my experience in Gary, Indiana. Um, a lot of people know it from Michael Jackson, but I think more regionally, it's known for the high crime, high poverty, high unemployment. A lot of bad in Gary, but there's a lot of good people. Mm-hmm. And over um, a period of time, that's all the city was reduced to was statistics. Um, it's Gary is right outside of Chicago. So what you're hearing, the narrative you're hearing about in Chicago, we've always heard that about Gary. Gary was one of the cities that had a first black mayor. So we experienced a lot of white flights. Um, It's Mm -hmm. a steel mill town. They began to close and all of the resources went to a lot of other cities in Northwest Indiana, but not Gary. So no more investments, infrastructure, you know, career opportunities. And so having grown up in that environment where everyone always had something negative and I knew there was a lot of positive Um, That helps me relate to other people who have been marginalized because they shouldn't be defined by one, their circumstances or statistics. Um, And also, you know, the the reality of it is, is I'm the first one in my family to um, graduate from college. I'm the first one to um, not be a teenage mother. Mm -hmm. So there are a lot of um, other firsts. Um, my dad was the only one of his brothers who was not incarcerated. Oh, wow. And so there are a lot of obstacles that I had to navigate. Um, you know, when I talk about there are a lot of good people in Gary, well, you know, two of them were my parents, but certainly there were many more in, in my village. And they taught me to, you know, focus on your education and that's how you build a better life. And I use that experience to reach out to others who may not have had that. So I've mentored women on parole um, who just got caught up in maybe it was their relationship that got them into mm-hmm. criminal activity or just, you know, having to raise themselves because they didn't really have a stable you know, childhood. Um, and so I may not be able to relate to the exact circumstances, but I certainly could relate to navigating obstacles and, and help keeping them on track. And then I've um, also mentored, you mentioned the Florin Law Academy, young people. And there, I think it was just important to see a person of color who was an attorney because they, a lot of them had never seen that in their life. We worked with the Florin Law Academy. There were some students who had never been in an elevator. Oh, wow. And this is 2010. <laughs> um, we took them to the federal courthouse and they were like, what is this thing? And so it just shows you some of the limiting experiences that individuals have. And it's just a matter of exposing them Um, in the same way with me, you know, um, you know, being the first to go to college, there are lots of new experiences and that just kind of opened my eyes up. So, 
that has has prompted me and motivated me to um, create those same experience for for others. And that's, I think that's the perfect way to segue into um, a little birdie said that you have something big going on. Is is someone running for district attorney? I am. I am running for Sacramento County District Attorney. That election is in June uh, of next year, 2022. And, you know, the work that I've done helping um, the marginalized, I, I just felt like it was time to expand that work and help everybody we live in a community that um, our, unfortunately our, our current leadership in our DA's office has focused on outdated tough on crime policies mm. that is not keeping anybody safe. Um, you know, our news here locally, we've had a very big tourist attraction, which is um, old Sacramento. Two people were just shot. Um, oh on I-5, the highway, another two people were shot. So what we have seen is that now, now you're going to get a little bit of my law professor. I'm going to get academic for a few minutes, but we've normalized crime to certain types of communities, or we've normalized crime to happen against certain types of people. Um, and as long as it's that way, you know, it's, we'll, we'll just maintain it. We'll control it. And the way you reduce crime is you address the root causes. So as long as you're normalizing it in certain areas or with certain people, you're not trying to actually reduce it. And so you have this vicious cycle. I'm sure our community is not the only one that is seeing, you know, a a growing explosion of people who have been unhoused um, or who are experiencing homelessness. And so it's not just about creating affordable housing or some small structure. You know, maybe they need services like mental health services or substance Mm -hmm. abuse services. And that's the root cause of maybe why they're homeless or that's the root cause of why they are, um, you know, committing crime or engaging in criminal behavior. And so if you don't have a leadership that begins to sit down at the table and you just want to be reactive instead of being proactive and and having a plan where you can intervene and you can prevent crime, um, you're going to keep everyone unsafe. And so I'm running. Uh, so that I can make our community more safe, um, more fair, and, and more just. So you can ask me another question. The fair part um, comes to making sure we have a, a legal system that is the same for everybody. Um, you know, you can't have two forms of systems. Can, so. can I drop a mic without jacking <laughs> up the sound? We, I, 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 I want to drop it so badly because I... I I think this is one of the reasons I was so excited about having you on beyond the fact that you're just freaking phenomenal is that we have all of these conversations about the impact of local elections, local government, and like district attorneys, and all of these things that all kind of work together to create the system that we live in. So it means a lot to have you on my show, but it also means a lot to have your voice in that type of forum and your experience really just demonstrates that you've dealt with people on pretty much almost every end of these issues. And then you can pull this together to be able to put together and help a system become just that has not been just. Absolutely. Which which plays a huge part of being able to help rebuild a lot of these communities that have just been been decimated 
from foundational issues, from education, mental health, physical health, financial resources, because we're not even going to start a whole conversation about ad adverse childhood experiences and how that can lead not only to major physical illnesses and shortened lifespans, but also to issues with impulsivity, decision-making, and judgment that can also put people into the legal system. Um, I feel like I'm going to have to have you on another day. You know what? <laughs> another time. We can do a whole show on that because I'm sure you can appreciate that. If you live in a community and everybody's drinking out of this water fountain and you're getting you know, sick from it, as a doctor, you could write prescription after prescription after prescription, or you can go over and say, what the heck is going on with this water fountain? And we can see that with ACES. We could see that with crime. We, if we just take the time to go over and figure out what are the underlying causes, we can address it. And that's how you make it more safe, more fair, more just. Yes, you'll be on again <laughs> if you'll... if. If I can book you, you know. I know you're so busy. You know, you're so busy now. I don't know, but I, I will I'm gladly just, be back on. <laughs> I'm just getting ready for Alana Matthews Superstar. So, you know, trying to get back on your schedule as you continue to blow up. Oh, thank you, sis. Thank you. Thank you, you know. Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know, I know, but it to me, it just really mean, means a lot that you've dedicated yourself to some of this work that it's just necessary in our community and it's necessary for, for, I want to be politically correct, but I'm going to have a moment, not be politically incorrect, but not be overly politically correct. It is, it is great to have black people doing this stuff. Absolutely. And you know, I'm going to follow that up and say when black people are doing this, especially I would be the, I am the first African-American woman to run for this office. We need support. So if I can just put out www.alana4da.com, I would appreciate um, your listeners going on. If they can make a, a donation, there's a donation link, a contribution, or if they can just go on and endorse me because both of those show uh, very meaningful ways of support that helps us pioneering Black people in these, in these leadership roles be successful. Well, and it's it's just been proven time and time again that um, no shade to anybody else, but there there's a type of of empathy and determination that is brought to the table with Black women, and Absolutely. due to the experience of being a Black woman, we just tend to be significantly more empathic and able to be able to see a wider view and be sensitive to the needs of others. So we just have to be in these spaces. It's just, it's, it's critical. Um, because the other thing is you talked about in some of the marginalized communities include women of all races and just to be able to have people in these spaces that are going to be able to see all the wide, unfortunately is a menagerie of inequities, but to be able to keep those in context, I think is a huge gift to your community. You. I think so too. Um, it's time for a change. Um, we need someone who is qualified, courageous, and committed. And uh, that is 
the definition of black women, right? <laughs> <laughs> it it is. I mean, and and the thing is, is the thing we're seeing is just a lot of these systems. They're not they're not helping anybody. So they're not. They just aren't. So I, I'm gonna get off that that soapbox because I'm gonna have you on again, and then I can hop on the soapbox again. Well, I have enjoyed this time. Don't go too far. We'll be back in a few moments with my amazing guest. It's time for What's Up with Dr. Erica. I'm actually on my first real vacation since the pandemic, other than visiting my family. I honestly had no idea how much I needed it. I always remember a scene in Grey's Anatomy where Kelly said that she knew she was doing well when she would dance in the house in her underwear. I just found myself having a full-fledged chair dance party while working on this podcast while I was sitting in the kitchen. This is my signal. When I dance around the house and chair dance, even while I'm doing work, you don't even know how great my chair choreography was for Usher. So my prescription for you is to take some quiet time and think about what is your signal of when you are feeling good and have good mental health. It all starts with self-awareness. Back to the show. We're switching gears to the speed. Oh round. yes, yes, yes! I love this. Every time I listen, I love, I love this part. Yes. <laughs> All right. So the first speed round question, you get to do two because you already said what your number one best lesson is from your mom. So I guess what is your number two best lesson from your mom? Ooh, um, it's better to have it and not need it than need it and not have it. Girl, that's a word. <laughs> and the next one, I, I can't, I'm I just can't wait to hear what you say on the next one. What is one piece of advice you'd like to tell your younger self? Ooh, I would say that I would love to tell my younger self to be bolder. Um, I did dull my shine. Mm. to be a team player. And I'm always reminded about the quote from uh, Marion Williamson, I want to say. It's always mm-hmm. attributed to um, to Vanessa Mandela. But yeah, talking about our greatest fear. And she says, you know, who are we not to shine? And thinking that, you know, I need to just kind of be a team player or I need to, whatever the reason was. And I just realized that you cannot live your life off of what other people think when it's right, when you feel strong and convicted about it, go for it in it. You're a heavy pickup, Return to Love. I have not read it for quite some time. (laughs) I love her. I love her. That's actually my favorite quote in the entire world right there. Yeah, I love Uh, that too. So the next one, what is a favorite gift to yourself? I love um, a spa treatment. I love a good massage. Oh my God, that, or either um, like different spa, like I've done sulfur baths. You know, I'm in California, so we got all of this crazy stuff out here. Oh, it's not crazy. I, um, I, I I can't wait until I feel safe being in this spa again. And I mean, you all have so many opportunities. I'm like, I want to go to California right now. Come, come. You know, you got a place to stay here. <laughs> Yay. 
Um, oh gosh, now you have me fantasizing about <laughs> getting a massage. Wish yeah. me luck. I actually have. I've been, <laughs> I've been having issues with tension that's causing tingling in my left arm. So I'm actually going to get my first massage since the pandemic oh. tomorrow. Okay. Well, it might be yeah. different because they use gloves now, but you yeah. get used to it. But it's after a while. I'm like, I, I feel like this is one of those moments. I, I need them to stick elbows in places, mm-hmm. so it's not going to matter. Okay. This, <laughs> this isn't. This isn't for relaxation. This is. Apparently, I see my chiropractor, and that alone is not doing it. And I, I don't know. Have you ever tried acupuncture? I have, and he actually gave me a name of another person because I had two I loved, one in Savannah and one in Knoxville. And as you see, I'm not living in either right oh, now. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I I loved acupuncture. Like, it's probably my absolute fave. Yeah. Okay. Like, I love it. Um the next time we talk, I will have gotten an acupuncturist because I actually have the number to call today. Okay. And I'm going to text you and follow up. <laughs> I am down with that. You probably need to be texting me, making sure I get on my Peloton too. Um, after I ate all of the things in St. Louis. and um, Can I just uh, say St. Louis has the best Chinese food? Girl, I have. And it's only good if you get it through a bulletproof glass window. Yes. <laughs> And I mean, it's amazing. It is so amazing. And I think I have a soft spot for <laughs> Chinese food anyway, because my, my aunt is from Taiwan. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I have a super ingrained love of all Asian cuisine. But yes, I, I, I don't even partake that much in the swine. But there's something about pork fried rice. <laughs> I, I will yeah. admit it. I had... I had swine. Yeah, duck and noodles. There's so much stuff that, yeah. I have family in St. Louis, by the way. Cool. Yeah. See, there are so many ways, so many reasons you're great. So um, before I get us off track of the speed of the speed round, and I have to take responsibility because I was the one that took us off track, not you. Uh, If you have, well, you have a day off, you know, I don't even know what those are anymore. What are you looking forward to doing? Oh, you know what? I don't know how to really use a day off, um, but I am looking forward to reading or walking, listening to my audiobooks. Um, I try to do that. And normally what happens, the books that I read, um, I love them so much. I come back and then I buy the book and then I sit yeah. and I have to take notes about it. And that is my happy place for me is reading a book. Um I actually am rereading Stamp from the beginning, and that is how I spend my entire (laughs) free time that I have. I teach from it, so I have to know it, but I just learn so much. Oh, I I do think audiobooks are a hustle because you like the audiobook, then you buy the the paperback or the hardback, and you end up buying two books instead of just one. Yeah, that's true. It's it's a hustle, but I'm, I'm down for it. I'm totally down for it. I, I, I'm a sucker for that hustle. And what is one thing that you do if someone underestimates you or disrespects you? Um, they disrespect me. I'm going to call them out. On that, underestimates me. I just continue the work that I do and that eventually my work product proves them wrong every single time. Um, I feel like I need to be given three snaps in a circle on that. <laughs> 
I think I just dated myself. I know. <laughs> That's okay. We Listen, we were all in our dorms watching and living single. <laughs> I know. I know. And the I mean, last no, one I'm is- sorry, in living color. Why did I say in living single? Living color. Yes, that's what that's what that was from. I, I was gonna let it stand though. <laughs> it, it sounded so cute when you said it. It sounded so adorable. So, what is your superpower? My superpower is endurance. The race is not given to the swift or the strong, but to the one that endures to the end. And every time, I'm still standing. Girl, it's no wonder you, you know, you all did some outreach ministry because I feel like you just preached and you're trying to make my eyes start leaking again. Well, you have to get like sound effects and get a little organ. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm like, I'm like, who knew I was going to Bedside Baptist <laughs> On a, on a Friday afternoon. <laughs> I've even had a preacher on the show. He didn't have, he wouldn't preach it like this and he's great. <laughs> oh, Lord. Uh, I wish people could see out there. I really. <laughs> they can see you like wiping your eyes. Like she, you are really in denial about the tears right now. <laughs> No, I know. You got your hands on the side of your face, both eyes. Like it's not, it's not happening. But I, I feel like I'm the missing character from Inside Out. Like I feel, I feel like that's me. Like I would be joy adjacent. Like, that could be a wraparound question. What movie are you missing character? I would probably be in Mulan. I don't know what I would be doing, but yeah. I love Mulan, and I recently rewatched the um, live action one with my mom. But I love all things Mulan. Yes, I was like, can I don't I don't know if I would have had number one. I don't know if I could be funky that long time not to take a shower and let and let the dudes not see my bits. I don't know if I could tolerate being that funky. Yeah, yeah. I mean, beyond the fighting, you know, all the fighting and stuff. But you know, I just don't know if I could be funky. I. <laughs> And I'm also not good at fighting. I'm the person that, and you know, you need, and every crew needs to be one person that can call 911 real quick or can get help really fast. And even though I'm from St. Louis, I'm from the suburbs mm-hmm. and everyone knows my role in the crew is not. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to have no comment on this section because <laughs> I'm not from the suburbs. And uh, yeah. Oh, but I mean, the funny thing is, everyone has to have one person that has a concealed and carry permit. I got some of those. Um, My my best friend is the person we go to an apocalypse because she's from Texas and has guns and knows how to shoot all of them and and can do the load like Dave Chappelle talks about bookshop, bookshop. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, that's the benefit of being married to, I'm remarried now to mm-hmm. a retired Army First Sergeant um, who's done two combat tours. So, yeah, we're covered on that end, too. Oh, they come in handy. I remember living in Savannah and I needed to put um, some additional locks on my door. And a friend of mine, her boyfriend was an Army Ranger. So I knew nobody was getting in my place <laughs> after <laughs> 
I was like, now I know why people date these dudes because he can fix and do <laughs> everything. Anything. Yes, yes. Like anything. I'm like, this is like having a handyman in your back pocket. And then like a MacGyver too, because, you know, you got the whole safety element. So Yes, and it's like built-in security. Like, it's like everything. It's like all the things. I feel like we just did a commercial for why to date a military man. <laughs> Yeah, I don't have one, but I can do a commercial for it. It's, it's, hey, I got no complaints. None, <laughs> none. Well, I'm, I, I'm just excited that um, I am a lover of love. I love love. So, <laughs> the fact that you can find love, I, God, my damn, my dang eyes keep sweating. <laughs> I, I'm just so happy for you. <laughs> Yeah, and I, I mean, that could be an inspiration. So I, I thought, you know, at one point that it was not in the cards for me, and I was content. Let me just raise my kids, and I'm living happily ever after. But you know, but there's another side. You know, love is love is work. <laughs> love is not all butterflies. Yeah, it's work. So that's that's a whole new podcast. <laughs> Listen. This conversation is nothing without you. So stay right there and we'll be back after a message from our sponsors. Better with Dr. Erica. Welcome to Goodwin Medical Associates, where we provide customized, caring telepsychiatry that is delivered with compassion by a Harvard-trained, double-board-certified psychiatrist. Don't you know that everyone, including you, deserves great mental health? Visit www.goodwintelepsych.com for more information and to book your free consultation. Better with Dr. Erica. So um, since I, I feel like we've chatted about some of everything, um, what would be your final thoughts or takeaways for the peeps out there? You know, we really talked about, I know you talk about uh, self-care um, and part of self-care for me too is doing what I feel I'm on this earth to do because even when it gets hard, you know, I I don't believe that life is supposed to be hard. Um, But I think that when it gets hard, you understand that it's, it's difficulty with a purpose and you're serving a greater good. So the final thought is that, you know, try to get to um, the place you're supposed to be when you're supposed to be so you can be, who you were born to be. Um, Lord, you know, I just thought of that off the top of my head, girl. That is nothing. But I feel like I, I'm going to be like, it's ironic you're from Indi- Indiana because I'm like, Tito, give me some tissues. <laughs> just, I'm literally just done. I, I, I'm just so done. Um, so while I'm wiping away all of my happy tears, Again, can you tell the people where to find you? And I'm going to warn you all, if you're driving, it's all good. It's all going to be in the episode description. So if you don't have a chance to write it down, it's going to be there. But I still want her to tell it to you. Yeah, I am located at com. You can view my bio. You can see the latest events that are going on. It's all updated there. And of course, you can contribute because money is the proxy for viability. So, you know, it's not just a win for the county. It's a win for the state of California. And ultimately, uh, I think the country, as we lead to way to do um, our criminal justice system, to, to improve it and, and make a more safe, fair and just system for everyone. 
I really need sound effects so I could do a round of applause. Um, I may have to have my producer add them in. I just feel, I feel in my spirit that we need the round of applause, right, applause right now. So I don't know if you all feel as full as I do. I feel so full. And one of the reasons I love doing a podcast is you just never know where the conversation's going to tell you, take you. I had no idea I'd be crying during this podcast taping, but sometimes the spirit just moves you. And if I had to say what my final takeaway for this episode, it is there is a beauty in showing up. And one of the things that is so wonderful and so important is there are multiple places we can show up, but it doesn't always have to be an either or. You can still show up for yourself and still show up for your family and community. And I just want to remind people that it's it's not an either or, that you still need to take care of yourself because we talk about how important it is to put you back in your life. And one of the reasons we need to put you back in your life is so that you can ultimately live this life of service that we were, were taught that that's kind of the greatest level of living is to be able to serve and be a change. And I just want to encourage people to take advantage of opportunities to leave the world better than you arrived. And it may not be being the next DA of Sacramento. It may not be that you were this big TV star. It may not be that you started a school like Oprah or LeBron James or Steve Perry but we all can make differences in our community. And I want to challenge people to find ways to step up because it's so easy to get caught in this narrative of talking about everything that sucks. Because let's be real, there's a lot that's been sucking these days. We've been in the midst of a lot of suckage. But it's important, as Alana talked about earlier, is to be a part of the solution. So I wanna encourage people to continue to fill your cup, but take advantage of times and opportunities to be a part of the solution because a lot of times the emotional payoff of being part of the solution is another way to fill your cup. So that's what I have for you today. Thanks again for taking time out of your busy life and trusting us enough to have Alana and I in your ears today. I want to encourage you, if you like what you hear, please make sure, check out her website. It's really great. I don't say this. I, I, I look at everyone's websites and some websites I hate, like I can't stand. I really like hers. Um, I think you will learn even more things than she was able to talk about in this little bit of time of this podcast. But I also want to tell you, if you like it, please subscribe or follow to the podcast. And I would love it if you leave leave a rating and review. And that would be wonderful because it helps us bring great content like this. So until next time, have a better day. Thanks for listening. Find me on social media at Dr. Erica, D-O-C-T-O-R-E-R-I-C-K-A on all social media and online at betterthepodcast.com. That's betterthepodcast.com. If you like what you heard, tap on that subscribe or follow button, then click share and click rate and review. Now don't panic if you don't see rate and review. Sometimes it mainly shows up on Apple Podcasts and Audible. 
but I appreciate hearing your feedback. Check back weekly for new episodes. They drop on Tuesday mornings. Until next time, be better, do better, live better. Better with Dr. Erica.